Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Hi, I'm Alan Montesilio, and you're listening to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. In Mountain View, residents of mobile home parks are on the verge of winning protections under the city's rent control law. But in this super expensive Silicon Valley community, this political fight about rent control in mobile homes is far from over. Mobile home renters just have to pray and keep speaking out about their situation, hoping they'll be listened to and protected. But the power imbalance is still there. Today, the debate about rent control for mobile home parks in Mountain View. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Mobile homes are pretty common in Mountain View. They're basically a a haven for seniors, people with disabilities, families on low incomes. Aditi Banlamudi is a Silicon Valley reporter for KQED. A mobile home park is basically, imagine a bunch of these homes, you know, there's a road and there's like a mobile home next to another one, next to another one, next to another one. And it's like one big community. Silicon Valley is expensive and you kind of take housing where you can get it. So there are also a lot of, you know, folks who work in tech. Google is right next door. Microsoft is right next door. So you have people who work in Silicon Valley who are also living in these mobile home parks. My mom and I moved to Sahara Mobile in 2014 after my dad passed away. Anna Marie Morales rents a mobile home in Sahara Village Mobile Home Park. It's one of the largest mobile home parks in Mountain View. She lives with her mom, who is a senior and who is disabled. Apartments weren't really the best option, so we decided to come here. Does she like living there? 
She likes living there. She feels like it makes the most sense for her mom and her situation. Mobile home communities have this sort of like all for one, one for all feel to it. So she likes the sense of community and camaraderie. Hmm. Why is it important to her that she stays there, that she and her mother stay in the mobile home park? She needs to stay in that mobile home because it's what works best for her and her mom. Other places in Silicon Valley, apartments, homes, they're all out of reach financially and Uh mobility-wise. In order to buy a home in Silicon Valley, you need to be able to sort of fork over like a million, two million easily. And that's not accessible to everyone, including Anna Marie. The vast majority of people in these parks are elderly, uh, you know, seniors, disabled people, veterans, families, low income. This is where we go for affordable housing. I mean, certainly housing all over the Bay Area, including in Silicon Valley, can be really precarious for so many people. Um, whether you're in an apartment or a house or a mobile home park. But what makes living in a mobile home park specifically so unstable or uncertain for Anna Marie? Well, mobile homes have been really tricky because they're not covered under the city's Rent Control Act. Rents have continued to rise, and the people who depend on mobile homes to stay in Mountain View, some of them have had to move out because the rents just get too high. And Anna Marie is sort of afraid that she could lose her mobile home. Right now, my rent's at $2,920 for a two-bedroom, two-bath, which is, you know, really extreme. And it would have been well over $3,000 if it wasn't for the pandemic. Affordable housing is not a new conversation in Silicon Valley. It's been happening for so many years. But folks living in mobile homes have been left out of that conversation. Back in 2016, Mountain View passed the Community Stabilization and Fair Rent Act, the CSFRA, which basically granted rent control to people who lived in apartments. But it made no mention of mobile homes. And it also created this committee called the Rental Housing Committee, which is sort of tasked to implement the rent control. In 2018, the Rental Housing Committee voted to exclude mobile homes from the CSFRA. I can imagine for someone like Anna Marie and other mobile home park tenants, that can be really frustrating to see your rent go up and feel like, you know, you're sort of last in the pecking order in a way in terms of tenants being protected potentially through rent control. So what have they been doing over these past few years to sort of force that debate? One could argue that people living in mobile homes are one of the most vulnerable populations in Mountain View or in Silicon Valley because they tend to be older or on a fixed income. And they advocate that like rent control could really bring some sort of stability to their lives. So they speak out at city council meetings. They created an organization called the Mobile Home Housing Alliance. And they've basically tried to be as politically active as possible to raise awareness about what's happening with them. How successful have those efforts been over the last few years? 
The 2020 election is a really good marker for how far they've come. There are two folks, um, Sally Lieber and Pat Showalter. They won seats on the city council in back in November, and they're not part of the Mobile Home Alliance, but they have endorsed that organization and have worked with them before. Um, Allison Hicks and Vice Mayor Lucas Ramirez have also advocated for protections for these tenants, and they all sort of sit on the city council. So, Aditi, one of the reasons we're talking is that the Mountain View City Council last Tuesday took action on this issue of rent control for mobile home tenants. What were they discussing? And over the summer, we've conducted outreach to both the tenants groups and park owners groups. Mountain View City Council voted on an ordinance that would grant rent control to mobile homes. It's similar to the CSFRA. It would pass rent control for all mobile homes in the city, and it has a bunch of protections in there. So park owners can't increase the rent more than what the consumer price index says, which basically means the increases have to be in line with inflation. They can increase between like two to 5% a year, but that's it. And what was public comment like at this meeting uh, leading up to this vote? Good evening, Mayor and Council members. This is Doug Johnson with the Western Manufactured Housing Communities Association. There were a couple people who spoke out against the rent control ordinance. WMA is firmly opposed to rent control. We believe it tears communities apart, diminishes affordable housing stocks, invites costly litigation, and can rapidly deplete precious city resources. But for the most part, it was a lot of people either living in mobile homes or who were housing advocates who were sort of like, it's been a long time coming. We've been living in mobile homes, wanting to be heard. And finally, we're being listened to. Please pass this ordinance because it's going to protect so many vulnerable people who live in Mountain View. I'm really glad to see the council act on this. It's been an issue for a while. Stabilization ordinance for mobile home residents in Mountain View is necessary and overdue. Most of the costs associated with being a landlord, we pay for. The park face is very stable, low overhead. Rent control makes the most sense for mobile home parks. Thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to seeing this ordinance passed tonight. Take care. This past Tuesday, the Mountain View City Council passed the measure six to one on its first reading. Um, In Mountain View, you have to sort of vote on measures twice in order to officially pass it as an ordinance. So it's going to be read a second time on September 28th when, you know, if it's passed, it'll it'll become an official ordinance. Even though this six to one vote sounds like a pretty resounding win for mobile home tenants who want rent control, the debate wasn't completely settled at this city council meeting on Tuesday. Because there was also another idea that was brought up. Rather than the city forcing mobile home park owners to cap rent increases, which is how rent control usually works, what if instead the city relied on private agreements, mostly between tenants and landlords, to keep the rent affordable? During the debate on Tuesday, there was this thing that came up. It was a debate over what's called an MOU. It stands for a Memorandum of Understanding, and it's a private agreement between the city and park owners or tenants and the park owners over rent increases. So Instead of the city setting rent control, individual park owners would just negotiate with their tenants and or with the city to set some sort of rules. 
I'm thinking more the Sunnyvale approach to the MOU. Council members Margaret Abekoga and Lisa Matichek are in favor of MOUs because they figure it creates for a better relationship between landlords and tenants. It basically establishes this good faith idea that tenants and landlords can work together to create rates that work for everyone. And council member Lisa Matichek talked about this. And I think they did theirs in seven months. Maybe we could do it in half the time. And um, there was a lot of thought that went into that. And so we would have um, a head start, I guess I would say. And park owners and developers are in favor of this method because they sort of feel like rent control creates this like aggressive idea that landlords have to be stopped from charging too much. WMA respectfully urges the Mountain View City Council to authorize the development of MOU and its collaborative approach rather than impose a one-sided rent control ordinance. How is that different from rent control? They are seen as a solution for folks who don't like the idea of rent control or for people who want to give power to landlords and park owners. Let's just say you're a mobile home renter and your park owner decides to charge you a fee that is sort of, you know, exorbitant. If you want to challenge what the park owner is saying, you have to go to court, you have to hire a lawyer, and it can be expensive and really complicated. With rent control, you have these ground rules, and if your landlord or park owner decides to charge you more than that, then it's the city's responsibility to sort of stand up for you. It seems like it was brought up because despite the fact that rent control did pass, there are members of the city council and probably residents of Mountain View who feel that just passing straight up rent control might swing the pendulum too far on the side of tenants. 100%, 100%. It's like a way for Mountain View to say, we wanna pass rent control, but also we understand what park owners and landlords are going through and we wanna show up for them in some way. Were any of the council members like, hold on, this, we can't, you know, adding an MOU would be like basically torpedoing this whole thing or just sort of like, I, I don't want to protect landlords, basically. <laughs> yeah, the debate went on for a really long time. And there were, you know, some people, especially people who have like sort of spoken out for Mobile Home Alliance, who were basically like, we're not going to agree if an MOU is passed. We should we should pass this ordinance because it's, it's what's needed. And if y'all want to pass an MOU, do that later. But like now is not the time. And we want to protect our most vulnerable citizens. And I think that, that um, providing this MOU is potentially providing kind of a second um, a second tier of protection that just isn't as good. Having to hire you know, Pat Showalter, who was recently elected to the city council, basically was like, let's vote to approve rent control. I'm not interested in talking about MOUs right now. Let's pass what we can today because it's been too long that folks living in mobile homes don't have protections. Where does all of this leave Anna Marie and her mom, who, you know, who live in the mobile home park and, and I would imagine would see this rent control ordinance as a big win, but then there's this other thing that could happen as well. 
this vote was supposed to be sort of like really great, but tenants are still sort of afraid of what's coming next. And it just feels like we're unsafe. Anna Marie is happy that Mountain View passed rent control for mobile homes, but she's also scared. Her landlord, John Vitovich, who owns another big mobile home park in Mountain View called Santiago Villa, sent the tenants a letter threatening to sell the mobile home units if the ordinance passes. It feels like retaliation. It doesn't feel good to read it. It's unsettling to Anna Marie because she doesn't have a plan B. I've lived in Mountain View my entire life, born and raised here. My mom has been here for over 50 years. We don't know where we would go. Our support system is here. Our family is here. What do you think this story says about the state of of the rent control debate in Mountain View and in Silicon Valley, um, particularly as it relates to mobile homes? Because I know that this debate's been going on for years now, and this seems like a really important, albeit complicated, chapter in this story. It's a huge deal. I feel like it shows how much Mountain View has sort of changed. I was talking with um, someone who used to serve on the city council, and he was sort of saying in his time, rent control was not the issue, and it wasn't a thing that people were really focused on. But now, you know, people are asking questions about what protections exist for tenants. Um, They're, you know, talking about homelessness, the fact that um, there are so many people in Mountain View who live in RVs and don't have a safe place to park their RVs. Things are changing in Mountain View, and I feel like this vote shows that. The final vote on the ordinance to include mobile home parks under rent control in Mountain View is September 28th. If passed, it would go into effect a month later. Aditi says it probably won't pass with an MOU attached to it, but that idea also isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Aditi Bunlamudi is a Silicon Valley reporter for KQED. This episode was produced and cut by Erica Cruz Guevara. Christopher Beal added the tape and the music. This is also Chris's last episode filling in for us, so I want to specifically thank him for all the hard work he's done for us these past few weeks. The Bay is produced by KQED Public Media in San Francisco. I'm Alan Montecilio. Thanks for listening, and talk to you next time. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. 
Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.